0: Another race weekend has passed us by, and we have another new winner for this race. Brad Kozlowski comes out and wins the cup race. Jeb Burton wins the Xfinity race. We had some flipping. We had some craziness. And we had so much more. Plus, on this week's episode, we have a huge announcement. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned for this and so much more. What's going on, everybody? My name is J-Mac, and welcome to The Wave Around, your weekly podcast show from the mind of an everyday average Joe, bringing you all things NASCAR and NASCAR-related. Thank you guys so, so very much for joining me here for another episode. We are on episode lucky number 13. Can you believe it? 13 episodes now. I have stuck with it for third episodes. I'm feeling accomplished. You should feel accomplished for joining us on this wonderful adventure. We got a lot to talk about today, all right? We got a big special announcement. If you have not been following on Facebook or social media, you do not want to miss this announcement, all right? We're going to announce something and it's going to be awesome. We're going to talk Dega, the Xfinity race at Dega, the Cup race at Dega, Joey Logano and his roll bar situation, plus all your other favorite favorite segments such as the rant and some other stuff so we're going to talk about that you guys are going to love it because it's wednesday it's me j mac your favorite host all right guys let's go ahead and get straight into this show before we get into the show actually i want to talk about this weekend just on a personal level for me this weekend sucked. I'm not gonna lie. All right, it had nothing to do with the racing. It had nothing to do with you know anything else. It just sucked because Saturday night, or I want to say like probably one in the morning on Sunday morning. Actually, I I woke up and I just I just felt like this this pressure in my gut. All right, I wake up, I have to burp or whatever. I felt gassy. And I'm just gonna put it that way. All right, we're all adults on here. I felt gassy. So I wake up to try to release this tension that is building up. So I go, you know, number two, and I'm in there for a while. All of a sudden I'm done and I have to turn around and let's just say I got super sick where I was just vomiting all night, every hour of the night. I got like a nasty stomach bug, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got scared there for a while. Thinking that maybe hey it was you know the COVID because I started developing like a low grade temperature, started getting the chills, started feeling very fatigue. So Sunday afternoon, man, I'm trying to struggle through this Talladega race, and I had to do like what was that driver's name that had to like super glue his eyes open to race. That was me watching the race just so I can bring you guys good contact content. So that's just a little bit about what took place for me this weekend. You know, we guys are all family. We're all friends. So I just thought I'd share that, hey, even J-Mac gets sick. It doesn't happen often. But when it does, it is bad. All right, let's go ahead and talk about this Xfinity race. We saw Jeb Burton winning the race on a rain delay. But let's just talk about the race. All right, we had four Dash for Cash drivers that Xfinity likes to do. All right, they were the 8, the 9, the 18, and the 19. All right, the 28 went to the garage prior to the green with a mechanical issue. So we start it. old Austin Cedric leads the field to green from the inside with the 18 on the outside. 18 gets the lead with the outside lane. You know, there goes some back-and-forth racing. Lap 22, Noah Gregson takes the lead. Lap 11, or I'm sorry, lap 25, 11 gets the lead with help from the 10, 16, and the 16 has a huge save number 11 wins stage one the 28 gets the free pass so was that Haley yeah wins stage one looking like old Justin Haley's gonna dominate and Call Graysons gonna dominate Super Speedway racing like they have in the past so we keep going nothing really crazy happens you know nine leads a lap 56 um 76 uh, lap the number eight car spins from 10th, after losing a tire, bringing out the caution. All right. From there, we go up to lap 85, where we had an accident. So the number one, the 19, and the 54 were involved in an accident around 17th, when the 07 makes contact with the 19 as he drifts up the track like a tire went down. So the 28, the nineteen, and the 26 were also involved. So that brings out the caution flag on lap 86. As we know, They run their little caution laps or whatnot. Lap 90. The cars come down pit road because it starts raining in Talladega. Go figure. It starts raining in Talladega in the spring. That's what it does. But hey, at least they got the race through. You know, they got the official number of laps that they needed because at lap 90, the red flag comes out. They know that there is no way they're going to be able to save the track in time to get it dry because, yes, everybody knows that Talladega and Daytona, it starts raining in one section. It doesn't necessarily mean it's raining the entire track. That's what it looked like at first, but as we were seeing on TV, it just started downpouring and the whole track started getting wet, and NASCAR actually made a wise decision, seeing as Talladega... Once nightfall Falls at Talladega, I don't think they have lights. I don't, they don't have lights. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they should have lights. But anyways, they decided that, hey, there's no way we're going to save this track in time uh, to bring you guys the rest of the race. So at lap 90, they decide to give the win to my man Jeb Burton, who was in the lead when they came down pit road. So to come down pit road, he's in the lead. The race is called. Guess what? He is declared the winner of a rained, shortened Race. So the four cap drive dash for cash drivers for Darlington are the number 10, 16 to twenty two, and the number nine. So Jeb Burton was your winner. Austin Sindrick comes in second. AJ Almendinger third. Riley Hurst fourth. Ryan Sieg fifth. Noah Gregson sixth. Brandon Brown seventh. Justin Haley, eighth, Myat Schneider, ninth, Harrison Burton, 10th. And those are your top ten. So the Burton boys, the cousins there, come in first and tenth, respectively. So you know old Ward and old Jeff, you know, are super proud. In fact, speaking of Jeff Burton, who was it, Chad Ojo Cinco or whatever the hell his name is? Uh they they showed a tweet and they're like, Man, it's good to see my friend, my good friend Jeff Burton out there leading this race. Even though Jeff Burton is in the stands and he's been retired for years. He's an NBC commentator. I mean, come on, Chad. If he's such a great friend, you should know that he's not racing in Cup anymore. That his son Harrison Burton and his nephew Jeb J.E.B. Burton are racing. But hey, what can ya do? You know, I mean, anybody that names herself Ocho Cinco is probably not the smartest crayon in the box. That was the race so, Jeb Burton wins, um, which is which is awesome. You know, wins his first race, I think, right? Yeah, it's good for him. Good to see the Burtons winning again at Daytona. Um, so, Jeb Burton, who races for Colleg Racing. Calig Racing now, I can say, can we honestly say that they are great now at Super Speedways? Some other Calig Racing news. They came out and announced that they would like to have a full – they're going to have a full-time cup entry in 2022. Like I said a couple episodes ago, that they were getting ready to make a statement like, hey, we're here and we're going to put a team together in 2022 because we know the next generation car comes out in 2022. So why not? It's a perfect opportunity to strike while the iron's hot. All right, so CaliG racing team owner Matt Collett told NBC Sports this morning that we definitely know we're going to run at least one cup car. If we have the right situation, we certainly could do two cars or do it on a part time basis. It's not a surprising move since the team will run about 10 cup races this year, and it's looking like I've said 2022 as its target with the next gen car debut. It's also going to continue to run full-time in the Xfinity Series. So don't you worry, college racing fans. You now are going to have your team in the Cup Series as well as staying in the Xfinity Series. He also goes on to say, we want to be one of the bigger teams in NASCAR. This is our goal. We want to dominate. We do want to win races. We look at the other organizations out there like Gibbs, Penske, and Hendrick. We want to be like those organizations he says we're young i'm 48 years old our president chris rice is 47 so we got a lot of years left we got a lot of energy we want to accomplish a lot of things all right they need they're going to need to acquire a cup charter to be guaranteed a starting spot for each race and the financial benefits to go with it Kelly also told nbc sports he's confident about acquiring a chapter a charter i should say i certainly don't lose sleep over it he said Callag Racing would be the fourth new cup team since the beginning of this season. Trackhouse Racing, 2311, and Live Fast Motorsports are all new teams this season. Calig Racing has grown since its debut in the Xfinity Series in 2016 with driver Blake Koch. The organization has won two of the first eight Xfinity races this season. AJ Allmendinger won at Vegas, Jeb Burton won last week, weekend at Talladega, and Justin Haley, who reached the championship race last year, seeks his first win this year after scoring three victories last season. Also note that Kaz Grala finished sixth, sixth in the cup race for Calig Racing. All right. Amendinger placed seventh for them at the road course in February. So there you go. Calig Racing is here and they're announcing that they are coming next year what do you guys think of collar grace i think it's a huge announcement I'm, I'm glad to see that more and more teams are coming up in 2022 maybe it'll bring some more manufacturers um you know honda a great possibility Hyundai's is a great possibility uh maybe bring dodge back who knows i think 2022 is definitely going to open up the door for more and more race teams more manufacturers and we're seeing it develop right now with collar grace and deciding that they are coming to the cup Next year, like I called it earlier in the season, by the way, I knew this would happen and I'm glad it is happening. That is the Xfinity race. That is Xfinity news. Let's talk the cup race now, shall we? All right. The cup race saw pretty much art imitating life or life imitating art, something to that nature. We saw Brad Kozlowski, who won at the iRacing event, win the real thing. We saw Joey Logano flipping. At the iRacing event, flipping in real life. Pretty crazy, if you ask me. It was like uh, we live living in a simulated world. It's kind of like the Simpsons pretty much predicting everything that's happened so far in the world. Maybe iRacing is the new Simpsons. Who knows? Anyway, let's talk about it. All right, so we had the 11, 19, 20, 23, 96, and 78 to the rear with unapproved adjustments before the race even started. The 51 to the rear with inspection failures. Joey Logano leads the field to green from the outside with Alex Bowman in second after Dennis Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. went to the rear from first and third. And my man, William, William Byron, leads the lap. Lap two, Kyle Young Money Larson pits with overheating issues. 22 gets the lead. All right, Larson comes back on lap five, but he's three dad, three laps down. Come on, what is going on? Lap seven, we find out that number five loses the engine due to a piece of metal left in front of the radiator during transporting. What the heck? Who was in charge of transporting that vehicle? I want to know. Mr. H wants to know. Jeff Gordon wants to know. We need their names right now because that man does not deserve a job. That man or woman, whoever it was, they do not deserve a job with Hendrick Motorsports. How the hell are you gonna remember to How you you forget to leave a piece of? I can't even talk. I'm so angry right now. How do you forget that you left a piece of metal in front of the radiator? Like, I understand you have it for transporting or whatever. I get that. But don't you pop the hood? Or something? Don't you look in front of the car? And who the heck was inspecting this car? This, this, this should have been pointing out during pre-race inspections. You know, you would think that, hey, you got a piece of metal stuck in your car. You might want to pull it out or we're going to push your ass to the back. Forget my language. It's a family show. I'm sorry. It gets me heated. All right. Lap 12. Moving on. Lap 12. We see the man that brings so much controversy that people just got to hate as soon as they see his face or hear his name. So I'm going to say it right now. Bubba Wallace leads. Leads. He takes the lead on lap 12 after starting from the back. Let me say that again. On lap 12, Bubba Wallace, trigger warning, trigger warning, Bubba Wallace takes the lead on lap 12 after starting from the rear. There you go, haters. He took the lead, but he loses it on lap 15. Kevin Harvick, who has been pretty much non-existent this whole season, takes the lead on lap 15. Lap 19, Bubba Wallace takes the lead again. On the inside, thanks to the help of five strong Toyota. the five Toyotas help Bubba Wallace back to the lead. And we see him going to block the top lane, and the 18 drives by on the bottom. Lap 27, the competition caution comes out. The number 52 gets the free pass. All lead lap cars except the 14, the 7, the 43, the 10, the 6, the 38, 77, 78, 66, and a 15. All right, 96 had a removing penal, equipment penalty. All right, he took out the uh, the fuel cell, or the, the fueler tank thing. Uh, Dennis Hamlin wins the race off of pit road. Um, Martin Truex, surprise, surprise, gets speeding penalty. 37 over the wall too soon. The 11, 18, 12, 20, 24, 1, 3, 34, and 23 took two tires with others taking four. Lap 28, we see the rest of those people that did not pit. The 14, the 7, 43, 10, 6, 38, 77, 66, and the 15 come in to pit. The 11 leads the field to the green from the outside with the 18 on the pole. That's on lap 31. Lap 41, we have... I'm sorry, lap 39 The 28 gets in the wall and brings out the caution after losing a tire. All right. Kind of hurt. This one hurt. I love that 28 paint scheme. Um this will go further into our uh, our announcement later on. But let's just say the 28 car now has a special place with this show. Um well, the driver does. All right. We'll talk about that more later. Um 41, on lap 41, we have our comp- you know, we have a caution. 4, 34, 3, 23, 47, 21, 8, 1, 66, 15, 99, the 10, the 51, and the 52 pit with others staying. Lap 44, we go back to green. Levin leads the field to the green from the inside with the two on the outside. You know, lead changes. Ryan Blaney takes it on 49. Uh, the Benedetto on 51. 37 takes it on 55. And then... This is where things get dicey at the end of stage one. On lap 60, the 11, the 22, the 2, the 14, the 47, the 23, and the 24 are involved in an accident. When the 11, Denny Hamlin, gets bumped by the 47, the 22 gets airborne. I'm talking airborne. And upside down. And gets really, really close to the 23. The 23 came really close to having some major damage. But the 22 got lucky and barely hit him. But you can see from that camera angle if you're watching the race. 23 had a clear, clear clear view of Joey Logano's car flipping up over to him. And I know if it was me, I'd be changing pants later on. All right. He got very lucky and barely hit him. Most got some damage, but the 21 is the only one out. And, of course, Matthew Benedetto wins the stage. So let's talk a little bit about that accident before we talk about the rest of this race. So, Joey Logano had this to say, alright? And I quote, I guess I don't know exactly what to think, Logano said on the television broadcast. It is a product of this racing. On one hand, I am so proud to drive a cup car that is safe and that I can go through a crash like that and get out and speak about it. On one hand, I'm mad about being in the crash. And on the other, I am happy to be alive. On another hand, I'm wondering, when are we going to stop? Because this is dangerous, doing what we are doing. I got a roll bar in my head. This is not okay. I am one hit away from the same situation Ryan Newman just went through. I just don't feel like that's acceptable. All right, so what he's talking about is we all saw the horrible, horrible crash last year before the pandemic, before all that in the Daytona 500, and Ryan Newman had that horrific crash. Joey Logano basically had the same thing minus a car hitting him, even though he almost did get hit. All right, so Joey Logano was saying as he was flipping, his roll bar comes crashing down. He could feel it crushing his helmet. All right, that's got to be uncomfortable. All right, Joey Logano had every right to go on te- television and say these comments. Because when Ryan Newman had his accident, people were like, oh, my God, NASCAR needs to get safer. NASCAR needs to do this. NASCAR needs to change now. But as soon as Joey Logano makes the exact same complaints, the same thing that happened to Newman last year, happens to logano this year minus the horrific crash or getting plowed into your fans on social media just can't leave the man alone you have to go after him you have to attack him you have to call him like names that i'm not going to say over the air but i mean come on enough is enough i mean the guy has a point how would you like to have a roll bar just crushing your helmet all right let's go on and continue to see what it says all right a lot of it has to a lot of it is the big spoiler and the big runs and all the pushing, Logano said. It is nobody's fault. Denny Hamlin is trying to go and Stenhouse is trying to go. It is a product of this racing. We have to fix it though. Somebody already got hurt and we are still doing it. So it's that's not real smart. At the same time, I am appreciative of driving a car that is this safe And what Team Penske has done for the safety of these cars. And so that I can live to talk about it and go again. I got lucky that I didn't get hit while I was in the air. Yes, Joey Logano. Yes. Very, very lucky. Because I don't care who the driver is. Hate them. Like them. You don't want to see anybody get seriously hurt. I mean, come on. These guys are fathers, husbands, brothers, uncles nephews, uh grandsons, what have you, you know? These guys do this for a living. This is their job, all right? Just like you guys have your nine to five job. This is this this is their job. They go out Sunday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Monday because of weather, to provide an entertainment for you guys. Doesn't mean that they have to endure these crazy ass like injuries. I mean NASCAR has been so, so safe since 2001, but there's always room for improvement. And I hope next year with the, the next-gen car that we really, really address some of these issues because, like I said, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. These are human beings. You just don't want to see it. We've had to endure that pain enough, you know, 2001 and the years prior to that. We don't want to go through that again. Well, I mean, we all... Went through that, you know, nervous waiting last year for news about Ryan Newman. Heck, I mean, there was even an injury this week. I forgot to mention the ARCA race. The The dude got third, second, third degree burns, but no burns on his lungs, thank God. You know, but the guy's still, you know, hurt. He's got burn scars. You know, he might, he's probably not going to race again. Um, But yeah, you just don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't care who it is, you know. So let's be a little more sensitive on social media, is what I'm trying to say. You have, you know, everybody has a right to get mad or whatever, but I think just because it's Joey Logano, that's what set people off. Let's continue to talk about the race. All right, so 61's first lap of caution. You know, like I said, the Benedetto wins stage one. 67, finally, my man, Chase Elliott, leads the field to green from the inside with the 11 on the outside. 11 gets the lead. There goes that. Ben Ditto gets the lead back. Um, Hamlin gets the lead back. We have green flag uh, pit stops. Uh, some more green flag pit stops. 24 to the lead. And the 42 makes a crazy move in front of the pack trying to stay on the lead lap. All right. And then the lap 105, we have a caution. All right. Number one is running second, but is smoking and falls back and gets posted to pit. 105, we have the first lap of caution for fluid from the number one. 42 free pass. Number one is on fire on pit row with an oil line that came loose. 106, 48, 19, 12, 10, 8, 9. The double zero, the four, and the 17 pit for four tires, except the nine with two, with others staying out. Number four is over the wall too soon. Lap 110, we go back to green with William Byron leading. Lap 111, 21 gets the lead. Lap 112, Bubba Wallace takes the lead again. Then lap 119. We have a crazy wreck. The 19, 24, 9, 48, and 11 wreck when the two goes up to get help from the 11 and the 19 gets an 11, bringing out the caution. The 24 and the 9 saved. Like, dude, Chase Elliott just sliding backwards super, super fast, saves his car from hitting the wall. 24 saves his car as well. 23 wins stage one. So we've had two wrecks to end both stages all right benedetto wins stage one Bubba wallace gets some playoff points and wins stage two all right so we keep going the race keeps going blah 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 uh, we got cars pitting on green on lap 155 and then we get to the big we didn't really have any big ones really all right lap 181 is when things start getting dicey. The 19 falls back with, my, with what he says a tire might be going down. All right, 182, he pits for his flat tire. 185, he loses said tire, and it ends up on the track bringing out the caution. Newman has the free pass, and this is when it gets crazy. Lap 190, 21 leads the field to green from the inside with the number 12 on the outside with an overtime attempt. The 2 gets a push from the 34 to get the, gr- the lead. The number seventy-seven gets into the wall, but it stays green. Forty-three gets into the wall, coming off the tri oval, but the number two wins. So the Benedetto had that lead. He goes up the track towards the wall because it looks like he's trying to block a run or whatever. From what I saw, you know, it happens. You know, he he goes on there and says, you know, he wouldn't have changed the situation. It's just a racing thing. Um, I thought the Benedetto was going to have the win. He didn't. because Kozlowski comes out and wins, just like he did on iRacing. So your top 10 for Talladega, Brad Kozlowski, William Byron, Michael McDowell, Kevin Harvick, Matt DiBenedetto, Kaz Grala, Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon, Ryan Blaney, and Cole Custer round out your top 10. That was Talladega Cup Race. Wow. I mean, we didn't really see any big ones which I think is good, I mean, whatever, fans love to see big ones, love to see the crazy carnage, and, um, all the, all the cars getting wrecked, or whatever, but hey, I, for one, you know, don't really care for that too much, yeah, I know that's a product of the racing, is, you know, that type of, uh, those type of accidents, but, hey, I'm, I'm just glad to see a race finish without a crazy, crazy, crazy big one, minus, you know, Joey Logano on his car flipping or whatnot. So that was Talladega. We'll be right back. We'll continue talking Talladega. I got more news. We're going to talk a little bit about William Byron and how great he's been doing this season, some sponsorship news, and then the big announcement. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. This is the wave around, and we'll be right back. All right, so we're back. So, William Byron finishes second. All right. This man has been doing, quietly doing some stuff that nobody's really noticing, not really talking about. But will you be? I've been noticing, and I'm going to talk about it. William Byron has had eight top ten finishes starting with his win in February at Homestead Miami Speedway. Him and his new crew chief, well, his old crew chief, but his new one for cup racing, Rudy Fugel, they are living up to the weekly contender status. I mean, how is he doing it? We've, like, eight top ten finishes so far, and how many races have we've had? Right? How many races have we've had? We've had... The 500, that's one. The road course, two. Homestead, three. Vegas, four. Phoenix, five. Atlanta, six. Bristol, seven. Martinsville, eight. Richmond, nine. This is what, the 10th race? And he's gotten eight out of 10 races so far have been top tens. That is incredible. William Byron, like, dude, he, I mean, he had that, that dicey, almost scary accident, like a lucky escape. On Sunday, but he finished his second and was a contender for the finish of the race. I mean, you can't deny what William Byron is doing this year. He is finally silencing the haters. Some other news Kevin Harvick moves past Joe Nemechek for the most career NASCAR starts across all three national series. He is now 1,198. Joe Niemicek was at 1,197. The King, 1,185. Mark Martin, 1,143. And Kyle Bush at 1,095. Good job, Kevin Harvick. You're old. You've been around for a long, long time. What other news do I got here in NASCAR? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys checked this out, but Valvoline expanded sponsorship deal with Hendrick Motorsports. Yes, that's right. It will now serve as a primary backer for the next two seasons. It will serve as primary backer for the number five for Kyle Larson for three races and then for William Byron's number 24 for two races. So that's five total primary races is an increase of three from its program over the 2018 through 2020 seasons. Larson will carry the Valvoline colors at Nashville Speedway on June 20th, Daytona International Speedway, August 29th, which is the regular season finale, by the way, and the Bristol Motor Speedway, September 8th for the playoffs. Brian will do so at Darlington, May 9th, which I've already revealed the, uh, his scheme. It's on Facebook, or you can check it out on NASCAR or Hendrick Motorsports.com and the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval, October 10th. Additionally, Valvoline will make a gift to the Kyle Larson Foundation as part of its first race with Larson at Nashville Speedway. For that race, Valvoline will donate $5 for each lap Larson completes. It also will donate an additional five grand if he earns a top-five finish. Both Larson and Byron, as you know, are already locked so far into this year's postseason with wins. Larson, of course, getting his first win of Hendrick at Vegas one week after Byron did it at Miami. So that's some great news right there. Other NASCAR news Richard Petty Motorsports announces partnership to promote black entrepreneurship. Hey, this is good. I mean, NASCAR is keeping its promise to be more diverse, and Richard Petty is leading the charge. Good for you, Richard Petty. Let's read this article, shall we? It has announced a multi year partnership with nonprofit The Lonely Entrepreneur to promote black entrepreneurship. As part of the partnership, TLE and the Black Entrepreneur Initiative will serve as primary sponsors for Eric Jones' number 43 Chevrolet in Cup Series races at Kansas this Sunday, Circuit of the Americas May 23rd, and Nashville on June 20th. It will also serve as season-long associate sponsors for the 43 car. They say we cannot change social and economic justice overnight, but we can empower black men and women to be entrepreneurs today. Michael Dermer, chief executive officer and founder of TLE, said in a team release, says Richard Petty Petty has broken ground in racing and beyond for years. Richard Petty Motorsports will do so again with its groundbreaking partnership to help black men and women to start and grow businesses. Their initiative seeks to empower 100,000 black entrepreneurs, 100,000 with skills and support through free access to TLE's learning community, an online learning and community platform. Richard, Richard Petty Motorsports itself has set a goal of providing 4,300 black entrepreneurs access to the learning community nationwide by the end of 2022. RPM is committed to using our voice and our platform to continue to champion our commitment to. Diversity, equality, and inclusion everywhere, Brian Moffitt, Chief Executive Officer for Richard Petty Motorsports, said in a release. As a team, we can continue to carry our message of compassion, love, and understanding. TLE is providing the first registered 1,000 black entrepreneurs one free year of access to its learning community starting today, Wednesday. Black entrepreneurs can register at lonelyentrepreneur.com B-E-I R-P-M. That's some great news. I like that. It's good to see the sport diversify, you know, open the doors, keeping their promise like they did last year. Good for them. And Richard Petty Motorsports is definitely leading the way. Kudos to Richard Petty. That man is doing a lot of great things for NASCAR, continues to do a lot of great things. So you got to give that man props. So that's some news in NASCAR that you might have missed. Now it's time for. The big news. All right. If you are not on Facebook and you do not follow The Wave Around with J. my Facebook group, or The Sandwich Shop, then you might have missed some big, big news. All right. I, here at The Wave Around, J. Michael Mac, along with The Wave Around itself, we are joining forces with The Sandwich Shop. A good, good buddy of mine, Navy veteran, Great family man, Benjamin Lee Tenholder, who runs a great, awesome, awesome business over there. He has Sandwich Man Racing Sports Memorability. Check out that page, all right? Check it out for all your sports memorabilia, all your NASCAR needs. Anyways, we have set up a partnership, all right? If you don't know, this man has been sponsoring. Uh, he sponsored a couple races for Joey Gase. In fact, he did in Talladega. When he was running that twenty eight car, he sponsored that race for him. He sponsored some guys in Xfinity. He's just doing big things out there. You know, this guy has set a goal for himself, and he's making it happen. He's like, I want to do something to show my love that I have for NASCAR, and so it started out with him just selling, you know, this diecast just through different little groups or whatever on Facebook, and uh, now it's expanded to where he is. uh, He's got his own store on uh, online, pretty much. And he also runs a lot of groups on Facebook, one of them being the Sandwich Shop. So we got together last night. This all came to, you know, we, we started talking about this last night. I mean, we kind of mentioned it a little bit before, uh, a couple months ago when I first started this, you know. Um, and I mentioned, hey, maybe we should join forces. He's like, yeah, let's, let's talk about it later on. So we finally talked about it yesterday, all right. So now... What's going to happen is I am now going to become the face and the voice for his group, the Sandwich Shop. All right. In return, the wave around is now the newest member of get this. We are now the newest member, and I'm happy. I am extremely happy. We're now the newest member of Sandwich Man Racing Sports Memorabilia. All right. We now belong with that family, and I am thrilled to death for this partnership is going to be a great partnership. So look for us on Facebook. I'm going to do a weekly thing where we're going to talk about stuff. NASCAR, we gonna talk die cast, just different stuff. You know, we, we talk a little bit of other sports too, but we mainly want to focus on NASCAR and you know, the memorabilia business, because I don't know about you, but I love collecting die cast. All right. So if you have any ideas Feel free to hit us up. Join this group right here, The Sandwich Shop. T H E blank sandwich space shop. Alright. Just like it sounds, the sandwich shop. Reason why we call it the sandwich shop, because his name is Benjamin Lee Tenholder. So we always just call him BLT. BLT is a type of sandwich. So therefore, Sandwich Man. Get it? He also sponsors a lot of iRacing teams. And uh, you know, we're getting he's getting into some late model action. So guy's doing big things. I like his vision. I like what he's doing. The fact that he's a Navy vet, I'm an Army guy. But, hey, we're not going to let that get, you know, a divide between us except one game in December, whatever. <laughs> um, but the fact that he has this vision, he just wants to he just do do great things, really resonated with me. And I was like, I definitely want to start a partnership with this guy. I think that we both have the same vision. We both just have a love for the sport. He's not much you know he doesn't he's not much of a podcast guy which I understand hey so that's my job so he's like hey you do that you be the face you be the voice of the sandwich group you know in exchange I um, said hey I would love to be a part of what you guys are doing over there so if you've not checked out my man Benjamin Lee Tinholder at the sandwich shop or if you've not gone to sandwich man, racing sports memorabilia where fans become family check him out at sandwichmanracing.com he has pre-orders he has stuff in stock right now get with him right now go to that website show some support for a United States military veteran tell him J-Mac sent you, and he'll be sure to hook you up so join us on Facebook as well we're gonna do some live videos we got a lot of good stuff going on this also opens the door, finally, to get some drivers on this show. Yes, that's right. Finally, your man is going to be a nervous wreck talking to some of these drivers. But we'll get through it together. So, this is the JMac. This, I mean, I'm sorry. This is the Wave Round with J-Mac. Sponsored by Sandwich Man Racing Sports Memorabilia. We'll be right back. With the rant. And to close out this show. Right after this. Alright the rant for this week. Is. I'm actually going to rave. I'm going to rave about just the influx of support I've gotten recently. You guys are awesome. I love each and every one of you guys. Um, looking at these. you know, I'm not. Like I said before. I'm not here to be like the biggest and the best, you know, like the biggest pod show, podcast out there, whatever. I'm just a regular guy, dude. I just do this for fun. You know, if I only reach one listener, then I've done my job. If I entertain that one listener for 30, 40 minutes to an hour, however long these shows are, I've done what I've set out to do. Um, Would I like it to be bigger and better? Hell yeah, who wouldn't? But that's going to happen. It's going to happen. You just got to take it baby steps at a time. But for you people out there that have listened to me weekly now for, what, 13 episodes now? Thank you so much. You know, thank you. I appreciate each and every one of you. I say it every week. We can't do this stuff without you guys. You guys are wonderful. You guys are awesome. We're all one big happy NASCAR family. Um. So keep showing that support. I You know, I was looking at my numbers. I had a lot, a lot of downloads this week from last week's or from Saturday's special episode. Thank you. I wanted to do that for you guys. You know, feeling energetic, had a lot of energy. So I wanted to give you guys something special because we all love Talladega. Talladega is an awesome race. So look out for more of those little special episodes. Like I said, be on the lookout for Facebook. I'm going to be going live on the sandwich shop. Me and uh, me and the boss. B- me and BLT. Do a live video kind of uh, introducing myself to everybody. If you don't know me already. You guys can actually see my face. Alright. We'll be posting that soon. Um, but yeah, like I said. A lot of big stuff is coming up. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Bringing you guys quality content. I appreciate each and every one of you guys, once again. Hey, my bold predictions for Kansas. I've been wrong all freaking week long. My fantasy team, I've had one for like three weeks in a row just by guessing. But the uh, early on favorites are Denny Hamlin. But I say Chase Elliott finally breaks through and wins. Tell me what you think about that prediction. He finally wins a race. And therefore, all four drivers of Hendrick Motorsports will have won a race this year and they'll all forego the playoffs well this has been another exciting episode of the Wave Around with J-Mac thank you guys so so very much for joining me on this Wednesday look forward to talking to you guys again next week look forward to talking to you guys on Facebook and getting to know each other remember guys be safe be kind don't do anything I wouldn't do and as always go chase I'm out This is the Wave Around. Peace. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I almost forgot. I almost forgot an important, important segment. Our next cup race is this Sunday, May 2nd. the The Bushy McBushy Race 400 at Kansas. So these are your winners that have won a race on May 2nd. 1948, Red Byron did it down there in Lexington, North Carolina. 1954, Herb Thomas in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. 1959, Junior Johnson in Hickory, North Carolina. 63, Richard Petty, Columbia, South Carolina. 65, Junior Johnson in Bristol. 71, Buddy Baker in Darlington. 82, Darrell Waltrip in Talladega. 1993, Ernie Irvin in Talladega. Ninety nine and, and 2004, Jeff Gordon down in Fontana. And 2009, Kyle Busch at Richmond. You guys thought I almost forgot. I almost did forget, but I brought it back for you. Those are drivers that have won a race on May 2nd. Now, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Remember, go chase. This is J-Mac. This has been the Wave Round. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.